Geek Shock. Geek Shock. The littlest worm. The I ever saw, I ever saw was, stuck inside, was stuck inside my soda straw. Nerd cooties. Yeah. Nerd cooties. Oh, he's too late for that Delicious one. Delicious nerd. Pax flu. That's what that he did. Just try yeah. explaining that What is to that? Him. What do you got oh there, Paul? Oh, my God. <laughs> What'd you find? <laughs> Have you not Where seen that? Where did this come from? Uh, that is my replace. That is my little free gift for the replacement discs for the season one of Next Gen Blu-ray. <laughs> have you not seen this before? No. Did they have to do. So they replaced the yeah. They replaced the discs for a couple of. This is the Blu-ray. Where they were. Yeah. What was wrong with them? They didn't have the bonus uh, stuff on it or something. The the when CBS Digital sent it to Deluxe to be mastered and yes. put on on Blu-ray. Uh, Deluxe messed up and uh, mismapped the audio on the 7.1. So, like, you know, the, the channels got, like, flipped and, and like, back turned to so front, So the card comes left and right. It sounds all crazy. Well, like, when the ship is supposed like to go across, it's, it goes from, like, back to front when, the, so when it's the going from... So the ship's traveling through space. Yeah. Anyway. You feel backwards. You get disoriented. Um, this is throwing up. Dear valued Star Trek The Next Generation fan, enclosed are replacement discs 1, 3, 4, and 5 for your season Jesus. 1 Blu-ray. Wow. Please accept our sincere apologies for your inconvenience. This, any inconvenience this may have caused you. We hope that you enjoyed the season one as well as this collectible postcard made especially for you. Now, was this made especially for you? Is this one of one? This is... <laughs> if you watch the, the box set in the opening sequence the when, the, when they do the, the, the overhead pass the yeah. right before the Enterprise goes to warp, if you look in the conference room, there are people walking around. Uh-huh. They did... This is, this is a single frame from the sketch that they used... <laughs> To make the people walk around, they literally did like a hand, a hand animation sketch of uh, like twenty four. Well, that's like, kind of cool. It was yeah. like it was like three or four so seconds. So like a worth single of, piece of cell animation, basically. Yeah, exactly. But it was literally a paper a paper sketch oh. that they just was it like a flip book. Looks kind of like yeah, a crayon. Exactly. <laughs> that they that they, mean, yeah. they projected in the uh, the conference room as they wow. did that pass. So huh. if you if you watch it on the Blu-ray, you can actually see them walking around. When I first looked at it. It looked like they were getting into a space canoe. Yeah, it does look yeah. like a giant yeah. space yeah. canoe. I thought they were doing a, a It looks nothing in. like a space no, canoe. No, it's the, it looks nothing yeah. like a space canoe. <laughs> okay. Star Trek. Hands up if you think you can see a space well, canoe. I, I see a canoe. Yeah. Yeah. I see a canoe. I, I, I don't know about a space yeah. canoe. I don't know if that canoe but, is space worthy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, it's a Star Trek SG-1 <laughs> crossover. It's, I, I, it's, it's oh. definitely a canoe. And the real cool thing I don't jump to space canoe. Because it's Blu-ray, there's one frame. You hit it just right. You see Jessica Rabbit's tits. Really? Welcome to Geek Shock number 175. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Captain yep, Michael. Captain Luddite. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. One day. Wow. One no. Day. I'm just on and you are. You one episode. There's too many people in the room. I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that that I just stomped all over? That was just... Just Michael. Just Be Michael. just. It's just Michael. It's, it's all good. He's, he's doing yeah, the Prince route. He's just now. Yeah, he's. Yeah. he's I, I think he, I should just be just. He's, yeah. We he gotta is come now up with a symbol for you now. He is now the pie symbol. He's just the symbol for pie. He is no longer just Michael. Symbol for pie. And we have special guests, the '80s kids. Hey! Hello. Welcome, guys. Introduce yourselves. Hi there. I'm Ryan. I am uh, one half of the '80s kids. The other half could not be here tonight. Uh, Jacob's actually finishing up some. Uh, 
some prints for First Friday this Friday. So instead, I brought my dear, dear friend, Aaron, who does all of our custom framing and is uh, amazing. So this is Aaron. That's me. I'm Aaron, uh, Atron Custom Framing. Um, you can find me on like Instagram or Facebook, and that's basically where I'll be. But yeah, I uh, do all the custom frames for uh, the 80s kids and, um, and custom frames for anybody who wants to really pimp out their artwork and, and make their make their wall look really yeah good. so when you see any of our stuff and you see it in a frame it's this dude right here so pretty much your yeah. stuff what is your stuff oh i'm sorry uh <laughs> how rude of me the uh the 80s kids is a uh commander <laughs> oh, wait i'm sorry i did it again didn't i, I stepped all over oh no step <laughs> all over <laughs> i thought we just being rude tonight <laughs> the rude episode. No, just you uh no the 80s kids is a uh it's it's the two of us jacob and i we do it's uh, 80s inspired art Mostly pop art, minimalistic things, and uh, it's influenced by cult classics, video games, TV shows, whatever, just from the 80s. So uh, right now we have a couple Back to the Future prints. We have uh, a lot of mashups with like Breaking Bad and Sesame Street. Fun. We have uh, a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, you'd probably know better than I. You look at it more than I do. Yeah, I I see all your prints and I'm framing the shit out of them all the time. (laughs) Just (laughs) agonizing, agonizing work, just... uh, no, some of our best-selling stuff is obviously Star Wars. We have a... Uh, yeah, 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 the two newest yeah. ones, that's, that's, those are Our right. two newest ones are, are probably our most popular right now. Are. It's a uh, Obey homage, and it says, uh, it's from Empire ah. Strikes Back. It says, I love you, I know, and it's got Princess Leia and Han Solo. Uh, that's going to be, I think, since it's Valentine's Day is coming up, that's probably going to be the one that sells oh, out on oh, yes. Friday. The and then our, the one of our other big sellers is, uh, it's... This one causes a lot of controversy, but it's it's uh, Iwo Jima when they're lifting the flag, but instead the American flag is replaced with the Mario flag. And so every time, and I mean, this was we designed this a couple years ago, and since then I've seen a couple like similar to it. But uh, every time we we exhibit anywhere, we always have a vet that comes up and and says this is very offensive and we just apologize and say sorry this, this is, is art this, hey, yeah exactly. exactly if you're not pissing somebody off then you're not doing you're it not right doing yeah exactly doing it right right so um i mean like i said we just do a lot of 80s inspired stuff and having a good time with it so this first friday we're actually pretty excited because we're doing a collab piece with uh juan munez who is probably i would say top two top three top vegas artist and he does Felipe the Bunny. You've seen it all over downtown. It's in Vegas 7, Las Vegas Weekly. It's inside of Insert Coins. I mean, it's, it's, he's everywhere. Yeah, isn't Cosmo, it's all yeah he did all of Holstein's. He just signed a deal with the Sugar Factory. So for us to do a collab with him, it's, it's pretty exciting for us. And he was excited to do it as well. And uh, we're releasing that on Friday. We're doing an after party at Insert Coins. And uh, yeah, like I said, just very excited about that. Where are you going to so. be on first Friday? Uh, they said they're going to try to put us on Casino Center in Colorado next to all the action. So down on the street? Yeah, down on the street. Because yeah. it's gotten huge now. It's, it's crazy. huge now. It's very, I mean, yeah. since Zappos took it over, it's, it's just yeah. growing exponentially. Because so. when I first went two years ago, it was a, a fourth of the size it is right. now. Yeah, yeah, Maybe exactly. even less than And that. that's what's cool about Juan is that he started seven years ago selling paintings at First Friday. And I can't imagine. There's probably nobody there. And he was just selling $20 paintings. And now mm-hmm. his designs are fetching I got another buddy times that. was that's there great. like eight so. years ago yeah. doing photo stuff and slowly trying to get there and trying to, he's not trying to make it happen. Yeah. Is so. he going to be at First Friday? Uh, I don't know if he's there this month because he's got a job right now that's making it hard for him to, you know. But, oh, stupid. but that's great. Jobs suck. 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 Quit your job, make art. Word. Yeah. Well, so do you guys just do prints, or do you think about doing like t-shirts and so stuff too? Because we have I mean, one t-shirt. This whole room is full of. <laughs> I know, and that's we really want to jump into it. The thing is, uh, t-shirts are expensive, and t-shirts oh, yes. are hard to get to make a profit off of. So right oh, now yes. we're exclusively prints. We have one t-shirt that's just our logo. It's a white t-shirt with a black design. Uh, we are 
going to print the Juan Muniz collab on a t-shirt probably for next first Friday. And then we're going to nice. put the Star Wars designs after that. But like I said, it's just, we, we're a very, very new company. We just started doing this in uh, October and we already have almost 30 designs, almost 30 different prints. Uh, we have things that are just on the back burner that I can't even talk about yet. And it's just, it's, it's happening very quickly. So yes, t-shirts are definitely coming. I just, Sweet. hopefully soon. That's great. Yeah. That's my whole gonna, closet do you do a, uh, <laughs> do you do a variety of sizes of prints? Yes, we do. Uh, right now we're strictly uh, 12 by 14 through 12 by 18 because it's easy to frame. Nice. Uh, eventually I want to get to 18 by 24. And we have some, oh, thank you. I'm so yeah. glad you're here. Uh, we actually do have a couple five by fives as well. We have a, a Triforce design with the heart in the middle of it. Fun. Uh, mm. So, uh, yeah. You'll find, you'll find the smaller ones sell because they they're, they're not as expensive. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can get art in your house for $20 or $30 or $50. It's pretty nice. An right. Original piece. That's, yeah, we have That's right a now, good deal. The five by fives are uh, $5 at first Friday and get out of here. $10 online. So. That's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, we're trying to be as affordable as possible right now. That's awesome. So, and then the bigger prints are uh, $10 at first Friday and $20 online. You'd be a fool not to buy one. You'd be a fool. And for our listeners who aren't Vegas centric, where can sure. they see your stuff? Uh, so right now, the website is the80skids.com, T-H-E-8-0-S-kids.com, and then our store is 80skids.storeenv.com. Nice. So everything's up there right now. The website looks pretty bare bones right now, but we're getting there, dudes, I swear. Dude, no relation, not, audience. No relation. Yeah, no, no relation to 80s Jeff. 80s kids, but, you should have uh, seen our first website. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you can see our current website. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can see that URL. It does the job. We are working on an, an update. It, it never ends with the, with the internet stuff. You're always yeah. having to reach Oh, for sure. Definitely. Always up to. Now, with your after party over at Insert Coins this Friday, is that kind of open to anyone? That's open to everybody, yeah. Great. Uh, Juan will be there. We'll be there. Also, our buddy Albert Montoya, who we're sharing an artist pod with, will be there. Uh, we'll be there drinking and getting weird. Sweet. So, uh, That's like 11 o'clock? Or no. Starts about 11 o'clock, yeah, because yeah, okay. we'll be at the booth until then, and then uh, 11, we're heading over to Insert Coins. Well, if you guys ever needed an excuse to go to Insert Coins, there you go. And you don't need an excuse. You no, don't. Out, there, I mean, there's no that's excuse. A great Check out First Friday, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no excuse not to go there, especially with the promotion they're running right now. It's $100 bottles Thursday through Sunday. I mean, you can't really do right. that anywhere. Really? So, yeah, and you get a booth with it, too, so you get to play video games. Booth, get choice with like two right. different consoles. So, insert coins. If you get a booth, it comes with a console of your choice. Console of your choice. Oh, yeah. And yeah, a selection yeah, of games. Like a selection of games. Every booth can have any console you want. Yep, switches out Nintendo 64, Atari, Super Nintendo. game menus, dude. And they have a game person that comes by and gives you the game, too. Slick. It's pretty yeah. wonderful. No wonder you go there all the time. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it lots. How the hell did we not come up with something like this? Uh, <laughs> we don't have thousands of dollars of investor capital. <laughs> well, that is true. Okay. That is true. Well, I mean, when he was starting it, nobody thought it was going to work. Time. That's the great thing yeah. is that everyone was saying, this is never going to work. But, I mean, Chris is a genius in what he does, and he mm-hmm. stuck with it, and here is Insert Coins. I mean, now there's a second location in Minneapolis. That's he knows what he's doing. There's, yeah. a, lot oh, yeah. pe- there's a lot of cool. people time and time again that don't believe that video game people are as fanatic about video games as they are right but they are oh, and, totally. there's, and there's a lot of these gamer lounges <laughs> popping up all over the united states there now. are yeah so, i know, mean and there was a imitation. lot there was a few before this as well there was barcade sure, there was barcade. right yeah, the right, one in right. dallas as well but i mean this is the first one that's a nightclub and a video right game lounge. Yeah. so it's more like it's more relaxed and it's more of a lounge feel as opposed to a bar with video games right mm-hmm. yeah. so uh yeah it's i mean i love insert coins that's yeah. why we're doing our first after party there so, so the lesson is have faith in your idea people for sure unless your idea is a sequel to twins 
I would triplet the baby. Except that's already happening. I know it. Also, on a first Friday note, just a ugly couch. So connection fact check. Andy exhibits at the City of the World Gallery, which is part of those block of houses across the street from the Funk House. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He's got some wild stuff. He's had. It reminded me of it because you mentioned the five by five selling so well. And one thing Andy did a couple years ago, and it's like one of his best sellers, is he does these little tiny plaques, literally like almost five by five and he does hearts he did as a valentine's day thing and he just does these 3d heart uh like sculptures and he just does hearts in different forms so he has like a a heart that's designed to look like bricks or heart that's designed to look like it's made out of riveted steel or you know he makes some comment on love with all these variety of hearts he does and that's one of the things that actually sells a lot very cool it's so very, not, not uh, human hearts just like no 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 the representative yet. heart not valentine yet. shape it's for valentine valentine shape not the uh, actual yes, many chambered yes. aorta <laughs> no i guess i should mention for valentine's day we'll be sketching uh valentine's day cards for five dollars at our booth as well oh so, yeah there you all go. you lovers out there if that's you want nice. a handmade valentine's day card we'll be that's worth five crazy. bucks that's crazy i gotta that's get good. mine for paul so now I know yeah. where to go. <laughs> you better give me something. So Vegas <laughs> folks. Last year was a joke. <laughs> First Friday, you know, love it. Go see the 80s kids. They have yep. good stuff to sell. That's Damn this it. Friday. Yeah. That's, That's this Friday. Yep. I don't know when you're listening to this, but it might have yeah. been last Friday. Yeah. It's no. this Friday and last Friday. February 1st. February 1st. Thank you. Let's yes. get there. Let's <laughs> be there. And every <laughs> first Friday. Yeah. The actually, name. we will be there every first Friday. <laughs> well, first Friday happens every first Friday. That and does be there. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and then we also have our first group show, uh, February 28th at the Palazzo, at the new Act nightclub. We'll be there with Juan as well. Nice. And uh, we're pretty stoked about that. We yeah. haven't actually talked about that anywhere, so that's going to be fun. You guys are And there's going to be up. live bands there and stuff. Yeah, things are m- moving quick. It's, that's great. It's, uh, it's a good problem to have, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we all have that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can sit here and so say, oh, I, just play, like, I just play Diablo all day and scratch my butt crack, mm-hmm, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much what well, I do. You've been listening Wait, to Paul's just... cast. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude. <laughs> he doesn't play Diablo. No, I don't. <laughs> I do not like Diablo. That's okay. That's why Jacob's not here. He's actually uh, uh, scratching his butt <laughs> and playing StarCraft. League of Legends. Man's League got Legends. his priorities. Yeah. Supplementing, supplementing the wallet with real Diablo money. Real world cash. Sell I, your loot. I, I'd love to go to the show. I'm in, right in the middle of something in Assassin's Creed. I can't make it. Sorry, man. How terrible was that new Assassin's Creed? You don't like the new one? I don't like it at all. It was... Uh, Different. I'm a big fan of the series. Mm-hmm. It was just too intense. That I felt like I felt like I deserved an economics degree when I was done with it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, Seriously? It, complicated? It, it, yeah. It is. You're learning stuff. I mean, you're you're. Having, oh my god! Oh my brain! Wow. I'm it's learning I'm stuff. Learn I'll read a book. Well, that's just it. It's <laughs> I like stay all the time. School to relax, do this. Separate from the world a little bit, and yeah. when you're when you're playing a game that's got you so stressed out, what's the point? It's yeah. just nah. It was it was that. a very big departure from the rest of the series. That's what I I, I kind of felt like it wasn't an Assassin's Creed. I kind of felt like they were growing the series to this, but they just took. A wrong turn at this yeah. fork, and ended up in and some other up, state. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I agree with you. In movies as well. I mean, thirds are always hard. Like you got to top with everything. Like the Dark Knight Rises. It's hard to top. It's hard, Ooh, to top. No, no, it's hard to top. Dark Knight Third was rises. the best Nightmare on Elm Street. Because well, but All right. yeah. Well, there, there's always <laughs> there an exception like to the rule. After that, so, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't really like. Here we, go. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, you guys. Yeah. Let's make another one. Thank you. We're gonna leave on a high note. <laughs> In 25 years. <laughs> um, 
But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you repeat, then you get blamed for repeating, and why did you do another mm-hmm. one? You know, that's that tough balance of, of doing that kind of thing with all sort of sequels and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm very eloquent. Speaking of spe- sequels and stuff, when's the sequel to Winslow? And I'm Captain Luddite. Oh, I'm sorry. I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Why don't, why don't you be talking about your own movie? <laughs> you stepped on Sorry. It. I just thought we were being rude tonight. I, it's just, it's some, just me. No, no. Sure. Just you. Just yeah, you. just yeah. me. Okay. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Cap, uh, in case you didn't know, uh, Master Torgo's in a movie <laughs> that I made. Uh, and it opens tomorrow, uh, which is awesome. Tomorrow being Wednesday, January 30th. For those of you who are listening to this on Thursday, I apologize. You missed the movie. Uh, <laughs> it's a, No, they don't suck. They oh. just missed the movie. Uh, the world premiere is uh, January 30th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, which I know is a weird time, but a lot of my friends work nights, so that's why it's happening that way. It also is a cheaper rental time uh, for the <laughs> theater space. <laughs> uh, at the Palms, over at the Brendan Theaters at the Palms Casino. It's a fun, uh, goofy movie about two internet friends. Uh, they're friends on Friendbook, as I call it in the movie, as opposed to Facebook, because I don't want to deal with those legal people, uh, who meet by accident in real life and then through a series of crazy events and wacky encounters discover if they can be friends in real life much like they are in the virtual world. So it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Master Torgo's quite good in it. He's the leading man in the movie. And our his co-star, Patrick Kerr, who you may know as Noel on Frasier, or the blind guy on Curb Your Enthusiasm, <laughs> uh, is also in the movie. He's the co-star, and he's downright hilarious yes, in the movie is. as well. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I hope you can make it out there. Uh, I'm asking for a suggested donation of $5 at the door to help curb those expenses of renting that space. Uh, We'd love to fill the place. I'd love to have to turn people away. If I get enough people interested in seeing the movie, you know, let the Ugly Couch Show know that you didn't get to see it and you want to see it. And if I get enough people, I'll try to get a week-long run here in town and see if we can make it really happen and do that kind of thing. So it'd be awesome to have too many people again. That would be a nice problem. Yeah, they're a great problem. Yeah. You, should, uh, you should look into maybe showing it at a first Friday in the next couple yeah. of months. Oh, definitely. Uh, possibly, yeah. I could Do look at that, too. Do a down there somewhere. Theater yeah. 7. Theater yeah. 7 is actually yeah, a great idea. About, like, uh, but the uh, movie's called Wins a Lot, uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So I hope you can make it. If you don't, I understand. Life is very busy. But it would be awesome <laughs> if you could make it, and uh, we'd love to get a turnout because – Comedy is always better when there's more people in the room. So oh, that's yeah. tomorrow at 2 p.m.? Tomorrow, 2 p.m. at the Palms Casino at those Brendan Theaters there. Cool. So, And I'll be in the lobby saying, hi, we're yeah. doing the thing here. Come over here, and I'll tell so you which theater. And I'll probably be hanging around and pointing. <laughs> or if you're yeah. listening to this on Wednesday, it's tonight. Yeah. Don't miss it. Yeah. Tonight, today. Today, today, today tonight. Today. today. Get out your house now. <laughs> so if you're at work right <laughs> now, Leave if work. it's Wednesday and you're at work, Take, Tell your boss you don't feel well. Lunch. You caught the flu, <laughs> yeah. and then go see the movie. Yeah, the flu. Yeah, don't we'll we half a point? It's a ninety-minute movie. It's not Star Wars. So you know, take a two-hour <laughs> lunch, and you should get it in in time. Yeah, you know, you'd be done by four. Go home early. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, any better than that. Playing play Hades as Creed Three. If you've never yeah. met the cast of the Ugly Couch Show, I believe all of them will be there tomorrow, or at least most of you them. You plan on it, and so. Um, <laughs> You can well, except for famous Paul, but no one wants to meet I'll him. Be there. <laughs> I'll be there. So there's another reason to go In for disguise. you, ugly couch fans. You've never been molested by the ugly couch show crew. <laughs> we will molest you for I'm five dollars. Dress like a ninja, be in that, that ninja what? thing. 
Do, do, um, um, are you financially secure? Do you have a lot of money? <laughs> because I'm not comfortable with this line of questions. What is well, going on? Because, you, because more? you may not be shortly. Uh oh. Have you have you heard? You ever heard? Blue Diamond in Arville? Does that ring a bell to you? I'm freaking out now. What's going on? A friend of mine just texted the other day that uh, Games Workshop has opened a store. Fuck off! Warhammer, <laughs> Workshop, a whole town. store dedicated to Warhammer. Oh. Whoa. Wow, he's... Oh, he's oh, no, he's not that close. Oh, no, they're open yeah. now. I think they're closed. Yeah. 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 Go see it. It's, it's probably closed. Check it out. It's they're probably closed. closed. They're closed at five. Oh, Brick in hand, five. he's breaking his hand. He's still desperate for tomorrow. For those of you who don't know, of course, Games Workshop, the company based out of England... Yes, sir. <laughs> Company based out of England that creates all of the uh, Warhammer yep. 40K and on mm-hmm. uh, stuff. God damn it. Makers of <laughs> tiny plastic models that cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yep. Uh, yep. You guys ever do any painting on models or anything like that? How did you get oh, your start yeah. in the art stuff? Uh, well, I started when I was three. I came home from the zoo, apparently, and my, uh, my parents told me that I just started drawing animals. And nice. they were, uh, I guess freakishly accurate for my age so <laughs> well at three i would say yeah. yeah if they've got all their limbs that's pretty exactly. good <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like, this guy's apparently he's like if four limbs is yellow. Head, holy shit <laughs> that's like that's like, this kid in art school it's like he's got a butt face but it yeah. still looks pretty good that's not a green rhino that's impressive yeah that's cool <laughs> so they always ass. that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> so they always encourage you right from the get-go oh, yeah, that's great yeah, yeah awesome. very supportive awesome. and um and that's yeah i've been in like uh, art school and just drawing since then and getting in lots of trouble not doing my homework and drawing instead and just I, I know that filling route. up uh you know my notebooks with uh, jurassic park drawings and all that stuff awesome. so that's that's so what i've been doing animal. since is oh it, yeah it still animal. yeah <laughs> no but seriously is it still no 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 no. i mean i do portraits i do i do um inanimate objects <laughs> no no well, you, you <laughs> Every, everything saying. yeah cool. I, I pretty much draw everything yeah. um big fan of uh any kind of like nerd video game stuff uh movies i'm a big big movie watcher so um uh, all the stuff that I grew up with, like that's why I, I dig '80s kids stuff so much because it's like all the movies that I grew up with. Um, so I just like, you know, they're pretty much doing what what uh, what I do, just uh, draw nerdy shit. All Thanks the time. for the commercial, buddy. Sweet. Well, you are my modeling stuff. Uh, I I've been drawing boobs since I was about five. Oh, so it was boobs strictly was the boobs. first thing. Just, yeah, just I did wieners. Kind of I had a, I had a wiener period yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You had. Okay, <laughs> I'm still in a wiener period. I am still in my wiener period. You still have a wiener obsession. But nothing's more fun to draw than a, a wiener. Nothing. Like, really. Boobs are a second. Well, I mean, but yeah. But it's close. Yeah, there's actually an artist I follow on Instagram that strictly draws wieners with like pop culture influences on it. I I've think seen it's some genius. of that stuff. I've seen it's his Darth genius. Vader. It's yes. amazing. And my favorite Darth, Vader, Darth Vader wiener is incredible. He has a Barney wiener? A Barney, yeah. Oh and it's God. got two big old ball legs. <laughs> like, the thighs just look huge. It is, it is a wiener. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the most phallic thing. Uh, Has he yeah, done the yeah. Campbell Soup uh, Warhol? Uh, yeah, I don't think Rachel. There's oh, a there you go. That's your kid. There's, there's, there's your new print. Right yeah. there. I want to see My, that. Mindless self-indulgence. Uh, they got a little side project called The Left Rights, and one of, they got a Darth Vader song. It's uh, Lord Vader, uh, you're very phallic. You're so big, black, and metallic. It's really funny. Yeah. So, Todd, go. are you obsessed with it? For the creativity of, of painting them, 
Or do you get into the game as well? You know, the whole. At world? this point, I love it for the modeling aspect. Yeah. It's, okay. Have you seen him playing? Well, I nah. mean, it takes well, days to set up the shit. It, it yeah. takes, well, because he doesn't. <laughs> nobody does. else wants to spend the money. That's to, true. Because be I'm the only person well, I know not, that will I mean, play. It. it becomes beyond money because you've got to buy a whole landscape. Yeah, yeah. you got to. You have to dedicate. No, half you of your make house. your own landscape. <laughs> yes, but I mean, you have to dedicate like your dining table. It's like being into model trains. You got to have the space to build the train. Goddamn true for the places to live. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But that's what Games Workshop Store is for, because you can go play on their tables. Well, yeah, and then a lot yeah. of the games, like the yeah. Little Shop of Magic does have some tables. Yeah, yeah poor Little Shop, poor Avatar, because yeah. they're kind of the go-to places for right Warhammer. Now, right yeah. now. And now not anymore, clearly. Well, they, they're going to get buried. Or go on sale. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can get yeah. some good deals. Maybe. Under undercut them, undercut them, yeah. boys. Well, that, yeah. that Show you, them because yeah. it's today. Games Workshop. They don't do anything. On I sale. have no, no, I have no idea what the plan here is. Of course, and you don't want to besmirch anyone today. No. But in the past, decades ago, in game circles, Game Workshop was known for its ruthlessness. Oh, really? It would literally. They would open up next to or across the street from local stores to just and yeah, drive them right the fuck out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's that's still not unknown. Corporate America <laughs> pushing the yeah. little man. Do they out. stock other corporate, corporate Britain? Do they stock yeah. other yeah. games? Corporate. Then? No. Uh, the yeah, their their own. Uh, they beyond just their Warhammer, own stuff. Just their own stuff. Just Blood own Bowl stuff. and Warhammer. And that's it. And Warhammer 40k and Death Fleet and anything else. They got, that has they got a number. lot of games. I know they, they do, got, but there's so many games out there now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Either you guys play any tabletop I mean, stuff? For uh, I used to play the Star Wars trading card game. Nice. Uh, As well. The one with the tons the of little dice. Uh, there was no dice involved. It was just cards. Okay, so that was, was even the, older one. Yeah, it was like Magic, pretty much. Yeah. Back in the uh, CCG craze. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that Fractable was pretty much games. the only tabletop game I played. Okay. What about you? Uh, haven't I, I played uh, briefly, but uh, a lot of times I would customize uh, my friend's figures for uh, for his own like custom rules and stuff for, yeah. for different uh, different games and stuff like that. So that was that was really fun. Just like you know, like um, just gluing like super tiny fucking intricate pieces and horns and shit, and just like. It's painstaking, but it was really fun. Yeah. So talk that's, of Todd's language. Yeah. That's his man's thing right here. If you're not awesome. into modeling and you don't have a lot of money, look online for Megaton. Um, it's a downloadable game that a, a very good uh, game designer designed that is making miniature war games out of Legos and then oh. creating rules to just play in your house. So With literally, there's rules designed so you make your little... Lego robots, awesome. yeah, and cool. you fight in your bedroom. Take you know, down the man. Awesome. Messy bed and cluttered floor, you know, it's terrain and all that going. stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he made it, he made it for his kids, so yeah. In other words, exactly what we played when we were young, but with yeah, dice. Exactly. Yeah. We played. I'd stay over at my friend Matthew's house. <laughs> He would always want us to play this game he called Worm, which was not... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> was Matthew like 20 years older than you guys? No, he wasn't. What we, what we would do... This was just, God, we were stupid. Zip. We're stupid. Uh, you, one person would be the worm, which meant you were in a zipped up uh, sleeping bag. Okay? It's not getting better, Paul. No, <laughs> Well, well, then he would sit on my face. It doesn't get any better. So the worm got to just rove around and attack however he wanted to. The other, the other players, the other players were trying to strike the worm with wads of Lego and other hard objects. And the ultimate, the ultimate thing about this game was it was played in the dark. So one person gets in a sleeping bag. Two other people are there with hard toys trying yeah, to throw at toys. the person in the sleeping bag. 
in the dark. And in the dark. And you never believe you in it. Just vibrating toys. Dear Penthouse. I never thought this shit was true. Until. All right. So there's, wow. there's another window. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> that explains a couple of things. Oh my god. Only Just one piece. One piece of shit news today, gentlemen. Oh, oh man. man. I think we, we played Who's in My Mouth. <laughs> who's in my uh, mouth? That's the predecessor to what's going in my mouth. That was that other game in the dark that's, that uh, Paul played. That's yeah. the advanced D&D version of what's going yeah. in my mouth. And, and then his dad made us dress up in Peter Pan costumes and play Peter Pan. It was So much Super 8 <laughs> in the basement is just... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get some of those tapes. <laughs> I was brilliant. Use <laughs> that shit for my reel. No. Oh, uh, the Lego set under fire is the Jabba's Palace playset. Oh fuck! I saw this thing on sale. I should have bought it. What happened? It was released last June. It depicts the palace exterior and the throne oh, room one. from Return of the Jedi, and it comes with uh, figures of Jabba, Han Solo, Chewbacca, Salacious Crumb, even uh, the Gamorrean guard to keep watching the tower. And no a slave Leia. Jedi. It comes with a slave Leia. Uh, yeah, I think so. And the, and the dancer, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Jedi was released in 83, uh, which means it turns 30 years old this year. But... All that time hasn't stopped the Turkish cultural community of Austria, the TCCA, from deciding that now is the time to complain about Jabba's palace. According to TCCA, the uh, palace bears an uncomfortable resemblance to both the Hagia Sophia, a uh, 1600-year-old form of basilica and mosque that's now a museum in Istanbul, and the 7th century Jami al-Kabir mosque in Beirut. Uh, the TCCA concern isn't what the building looks like necessarily, it's who lives there. Quote, It is clear that the figure of the ugly villain Jabba and the whole scene exemplifies racial prejudice and vulgar insinuations against Orientals and Asians as sneaky and criminal personalities, slaveholders, leaders of criminal organizations, terrorists, criminals, murderers, human sacrifice. Unquote. The group wrote on its website, In other words, If you design a building that looks similar to one of our buildings, then make it the home of a bad person. You're saying that anyone associated with our buildings is a bad person. The group also took issue with the Gamorrean Guard in the tower and with various blasters and turrets uh, mounted on the palace because it seems to suggest anyone who would live near the Hagia Sophia is violent or something. The group also calls Jabba a terrorist who, quote, likes to smoke a hookah and have his victims killed, unquote, apparently to claim further stereotyping. <laughs> and yes, someone could point out to the TCCA that Jabba's a gangster, not a terrorist, yeah. and he was being so mean in part because Han owed him money, but it's probably more important to note that they're about three decades late and crying foul on the goddamn <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, thanks to the Assassin's Creed series, I know what the Hagia Sophia looks like. <laughs> I don't think it's that similar. See, look at this. I've been all over that building. Wow, you really have learned from that, that series. I know, it teaches you stuff. It's got history in there. What's also funny is the term Orientals is used. Yeah. And as far as I know, or, uh, Orientals most, don't like Orientals. Not, the most that was not, that ago. not exactly PC. Yeah. No, no. Hilarious. Uh, well, now, one thing that they can't argue against is that in those kinds of temples, they always do have a salacious crumb. <laughs> and, I mean, that, that's just a fact. Uh, yeah. if, if you've ever been there, you know. It's, it's part. As soon as, as, soon as yeah. the prayers are over, out comes the salacious crumb. It's part of the land oh, title. Screaming around. 
That's it. That's him. <laughs> he came with our place too, obviously. <laughs> well, this was once a temple. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And in many ways, still is. Well, the evil as was gone, my body. <laughs> Before the worm game. Before the worm game. <laughs> Oh, before I played Worm, guys, you should have seen me. He's a Greek god. <laughs> Everything's been a downward slope since Worm. I knew there had to be some kind of a childhood tragedy this is it. That, that caused this is you to. Childhood tragedy. We've only known him in 1978. Oh, come on, I'm not that old. <laughs> this was 86. Oh, I apologize. Thank you. You were 13. When you oh, cool. 86. 80s kids. Hey. hey that's yeah. what's, what's you got a worm. That's the art project for you. Yeah. 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 You played that game, weren't you? Yeah. Wow, that makes it creepier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to Catholic school. What do you want? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like five or six. Oh, no. You were 13? Mm, but, his, but his friend that made him play it was only 52. Oh. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it was okay. It was all good. <laughs> <laughs> Was weird. Adult supervision yeah. was required for Worm. Yeah. You kids was, got it was easy when it was my worm. age. It was, yeah. it was all two by fours. Well, you only played it after confessional, so you're yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just always you don't play before. That'd be embarrassing. Sleeping bags nowadays are way too thick. Weekend game. Hardly, hardly, hardly feel anything. <laughs> I need a sleeping bag. This is too thick. I need a thinner one. What? Also, Catholicism, sleeping bags, condoms, you're getting awfully yeah. close to prohibitions yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's it. No, we, we bucked against the system. Playing that word. I think you could have worded that better. <laughs> you're right. I think you worded it perfectly. I think you worded it just yeah. right. Paul never needs to word it better. <laughs> All right, the big news. J.J. Abrams has signed on to direct Star Wars Episode Seven. So Officially, he, lied, yeah. he, did, he lie, did lie because they okay. said he did lie. here's a whole lot of money. That must that's be that's what yeah. I think happened. Yeah, I mean, they, kind of, they had to have come back at him and said, "Here's more money." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. But no, no, that's right. The report says uh, Lucasfilm head honcho Kathleen Kennedy Captain have been given. Luddite. <laughs> Knock, knock, annoying cow. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy has been given Abrams the hard press to sign on. Uh, ben Affleck was uh, apparently on the short list as well. Uh, that's, uh, Affleck. As re- uh, previously been reported, Abrams will be working from a script written by uh, Michael Arndt of Little Miss Sunshine fame. Also consulting on the project are Lawrence Kasdan and Simon Kinsberg. Kasdan, of course, has a long history with Lucasfilm as screenwriter of Empire Strikes Back, Yay. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Return of the See, Jedi. Kinsberg is the one I don't get. Yeah, Ginsburg was the writer on Sherlock Holmes and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's the one that I don't get, yeah. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that is a brilliant screenplay. <laughs> In most schools, they, it's Tootsie, and then they talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Aren't they adapting when that they, for they Broadway? Talk, yeah, no. That's, I mean, it's really... They're going yeah. for a Broadway production. Uh, I believe it's been novelized and won the Pulitzer. I, it's a brilliant piece of... I don't know about the movie itself, but the, uh, the ensuing story afterwards certainly had legs. <laughs> that's true. Zing! No. Zing! Anything with Julia. She's got legs. Uh, Abrams will have to head almost immediately into production on Star Wars to hit the proposed 2015 release date. There's talk that they're going to be pushing that back. And in light of this news, Abrams will be producing, but not directing, Star Trek Three. I know. Whoa. Yeah. A lot of grumbles. Well, we'd like to see him do the third Star Trek. Well, he's yeah, also absolutely. producing the next Mission Impossible as long as well as all this. Yeah. So. And well, possibly directing. Well, yeah. So yeah. What I heard, and too. Got four or five TV shows. What it's yes. looking like. Yeah. 
this is nothing's confirmed, of course, but what it's looking like is that possibly he will just be doing this first yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll be open to other directors for the next two in the in the new trilogy. Well that's what and they were talking about from the beginning. With Ben Affleck actually still in the running, maybe, for that second one, which I think would be great to have him do the downer movie. Ugh. He's good at the downers. He is. I'd rather see Kevin Smith direct a Star Wars. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't think Kevin yeah. Smith would really like to see Kevin I don't think, yeah. yeah. At all. I don't think he would want to. I'd like to see him do some kind of weird side story. Yeah, for sure. I wish they would base some of these stories off the novels. I mean, some of the Jedi Academy and Temple stuff is like super good. Like Kevin J. Anderson's novels are superb. And for them to want to do a whole different script and not include Mara Jade and all these Yeah, it's a little disappointing because they really do have some rich stuff. I read the new Jedi trilogy the stuff that uh, Karen Travis wrote a bunch of stuff Bloodlines with mm-hmm. uh, Boba Fett that I mean that book alone could be turned into an amazing yeah. film if they adapted Bloodlines into a movie it'd be great but you can also I mean there's a lot of fiction in the 30 years since the last movie came out Yeah, and so I think once you go down that path, you can't cover it all, and then you're just yeah. pissing people off for what you've missed. Like, Maybe, but this has mentioned it before, and I, I think yeah, that's a good I, I point. Think clean slates, right. and but go. inspiration's fine, but yeah. And isn't there like also cross licensing issues with uh, existing novelizations where they've got to go back and and get the? I mean, I know that it's a licensed. I, I think that one's book. a pay to play thing when you write Star Wars novels. Yeah. You, you are paid, feeling, and you don't own anything. I have a feeling. Yeah. So, so you could mine. You could mine that for information. They could mine it for information. I'm yeah, pretty sure they would pay the author <laughs> without paying the author. Yeah, anything. I would think Lucas would be all over that to yeah. make sure that those rights. Hopefully, he isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, but I mean, right, to hold on, like yeah. if you're going to write I'll a Star Wars past, movie yeah. or book, yeah, that's yeah. my. You know. I think influenced by would be great. I mean, just like kind of what Chris Nolan did with the Batman films, he's influenced by a whole lot of different right. story arcs. I yeah. think it'd be wonderful to see a Star Wars influenced by a whole lot of stories. I, yeah. I think out of the expanded universe, though, I think the Han Solo trilogy is still the best ever written. You like that? Yeah, just to show how he got the Millennium Falcon and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, and Dark Saber. Did you <laughs> ever? Did you ever read uh, Han Solo and the Crystal Skull? Did you ever see that? No. Novel? What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's an. Please actual, explain. It's, <laughs> When I was young, it was it was well. We had lots of Star Wars stuff when I was a kid, and, and that was one of the novels that my dad picked up. My brother uh, read that one. Um, yeah, it's it's Han Solo and the Crystal Skull. There's a crystal skull on the fr- on the front of the cover. It's crazy. It had a different name though. I remember the Han Solo series from like 1984. Yeah, it's not that it's not that trilogy. It's 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 a older, something yeah. different. It's something different. But it's Han Solo and the Crystal Skull. Yeah, you can look it up. I I, I oh Jeff, Jeff, Jeff you going it. to look it up right now? Where's go? I don't know. Get your, everybody get your smartphones. This out. is during your math years, right? Like, <laughs> it's a real thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Is this the thing where where like the Millennium Falcon land crashes on Earth? Han dies. I is don't found recall the story. Okay. Yeah, and, wait, wait, wait. and Indiana Jones finds it, right? Indiana Jones yeah, finds it. I've heard about this. Because he, he's searching for Bigfoot, who turns out to be Chewbacca. <laughs> it crashes. Indiana Jones couldn't find it because then they'd have to do all this weird split screen stuff. It'd be all. Well, I guess now they could It was CG, a graphic yeah. novel, dude. No, they it's not do, a graphic novel. They this could was, do all they wanted with it. This was, this was an actual this was into an novelization. Volcano and prehistoric Earth and the Autobots are resurrected. Joe versus Volcano. <laughs> it turns out that the Ark is actually... The whole fucking decade is related. <laughs> it's actually the Millennium Falcon. It's all the same. I mean, they're not going to do the hand stuff, the Han Solo stuff because... 
that's how he got the millennia, and they're going up. Oh yeah, totally. I'm just saying. Yeah. That was my favorite. But oh, yeah, and then Mask gets involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I mean, mountain, they open up a portal to Eternia. That mountain is is Boulder Station. It's the, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's, the it's the Autobot headquarters. It's where the Millennium Falcon. It's where Willow lives. It's where Willow yeah. lives. Nice portal to Narnia. It's a very busy place. This is Philip Jose Farmer needs to get on this for his next River World series. Very very busy place. Yeah. I mean, very busy universe. We're all obviously more than happy to have JJ do it. Clearly, sure. I just, I mean, I think he'll avoid as much as he can, making it not look like the Star Trek movies. Yeah, sure. Feel like It'll those. be yeah. fine. I think. Kasdan's yeah. on board, man. What can yeah. you say, yeah. man? What, oh, it's, so exactly. it's, it's going to be very cool. Like, that. Yeah. all right, Paul. There's, there's a couple things. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say there's a couple things that excite me about this is the fact that uh, it's going to be more character driven because JJ Abrams loves characters. You know. Yeah. Characters more so than anything else in his movies. He also likes explosions, of course. Well, no, he has all and lens flare. He has that unique uh, ability to do. Yeah, he has that unique balance to do action and intimate character work. Right, and then it's unusual. It's not a lot. The other thing I really think is interesting is that is John Williams going to be doing the score, or is his boy Michael? Ooh, I wonder. Holy shit! Great question. I mean, how do you do Star Wars without John Williams? Right. I bet Williams is probably on from some kind of grandfather. Totally. I mean, I wouldn't mind. If not, he'll have partial score. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Skrillex getting on that soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. F U in the A. Michael Bay is set to direct number eight. (laughs) Michael Bay and Skrillex for Star Trek. (laughs) I don't want to stop at that point. I'm just out of here. Sorry, guys. That's it. There it is. There it is. Han, Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. I, yeah. I oh, sorry. It's called The Lost Legacy, oh. but it's a crystal skull, clearly. Yeah, it is. Yep. Wow. wow. Yep, it's there. Can you show the image again? You oh, know, yeah. the world oh, is a weird place. It's. Uh, I like the floating director thing, too. I oh, like that they're going to be doing yeah. that. Yeah. And moving oh. across okay, the sorry. So it's called The Lost Legacy. I really Legacy, thought you were but... high on mescaline. Nope. <laughs> nope. I, we've still got well, that book at my house in Kentucky He probably somewhere. is high on mescaline, <laughs> but well, not, that's not the If reason. Rockstar has mescaline in it, then guilty. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> the only thing about this is, is this is a little disturbing to me is that uh, I feel bad for JJ because he didn't want to do the movie. He, he I wanted know. to... He wanted to be a fan, and now he's kind of losing that opportunity. Oh, I would have I'm so sorry that he got paid so much that he yeah. has to do it. Yeah. I'll tell you what will make the difference, and this is an argument that I've heard recently that I thought holds a lot of water. It's the with the the prequel trilogy, lightsabers are fucking everywhere. Yeah, they've lost their mystique. Yep. Every five seconds, two or three people are pulling out lightsabers oh, and going yeah. to town. They're, they don't. They're, they're it takes worms. out their power. <laughs> yeah, it takes out. Yeah. It takes away their power. It takes away their mystique. And I, I hope if Abrams really gets it, like, like you know, you really say he's, he's got a real grasp on character. Hope he understands that that weapon. It's one of those things. You don't bring that out unless yeah. it is really going yeah, down. Right. And you don't have 85 of them yeah. in a yeah. shot. It's not special anymore. You won't be able to see them because of all the lens flares. You're but. right. You're right. <laughs> but, but they will be there subtly. They yeah. will be there. If he, can, if he can keep a lid on the amount of lightsabers, I think we'll be... Yes, that's the only thing that... No, but it is absolutely It's a litmus test for the way you're going to be treating it. The lens flare will be the new Jedi weapon. Yeah, people just can't yeah, they're, they're power just, of the light they're side. Flashbangs everywhere. <laughs> flashbang. Flashbang Jedi mind. It replaces the uh, the Force lightning. That's that was the that, that's, that's our band name. Flashbang the, the, for Jedi the light mind side of the Force. <laughs> uh, in related news, 
Deadline also reports that Disney, the new corporate owner of Lucasfilm, has canceled the previously announced 3D reissues of Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, Ooh. and oh. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. That just yep. saved me like dollars <laughs> Scheduled for September 20th and October 11th of this year, respectively. The official word is that the company wants to focus squarely on the new trilogy of films that will kick off with Abrams. Uh, last February's 3D reissue of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, took in a paltry $43 million at the box office. There's the real reason. $102 yeah. million worldwide. Not clear whether the original will ever now be converted in 3D as first planned, although... Maybe if Lucas had started with episode four, this, they wouldn't be in this predicament. So. That's pretty low <laughs> considering the premium price you got to pay to go see 3D films, too. That's yeah. true. Well, no, I was talking to the guy at the Brendan Theaters, and he was saying that in all across, in general, on the whole, on the, the whole, <laughs> on the whole, uh, the attendance to 3D movies is dropping again. It's the phase is dying off. The fad is over. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Plummeting was. Well, I mean, it was work. it was only James Cameron really pushing it. He was the only one that was. Yeah, he's the only one that's well, doing it really interesting. You know, it was it, it was a big in the seventies, fifties, the seventies, and now you know it's like mm-hmm. every people keep trying to make it happen. But then people realize, no, this is garbage. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just it ruins the it whole came precept back a little of in the 80s film. too. Yeah, it was big in yeah. the eighties. Yeah, but it, it keeps trying and it always fails. Yeah, Space Hunter, man. Yep. Yeah. Captain I have Neo. a I have a lot of three D comic books from the eighties. I think oh, I yeah, have a three D oh, yeah. uh, issue of uh, adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. Actually, I want to read that. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where everybody goes, "Oh yeah, I live in a three D world." What I like about two D world is that there's an art to it that's clearly saying this is a different world. What three D comics? I like the three D printed images. They're kind of cool. Yeah. I, never, and I just bought a 3DS, and that that thing I'm, looks slick. I'm a big fan of pop-up books. There you go. <laughs> that's that's a goddamn kind of 3D. 3D. But that's a that's, but that's a really cool right kind there. of 3D. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a real 3D. Mm-hmm. Except every time you go to buy one of those damn pop-up books, somebody has totally trashed <laughs> oh, it, yeah. and you, it's like something isn't working right. And it's like, cause you, you never get them. Like sometimes they they resorted for a while there to shrink wrapping them, yep. so that you could yeah. actually get a decent. Copy Why do of I feel like he's talking books? about you know see spot run and no. not <laughs> no, no, no. something more? Pat the bunny. Pat the bunny. Oh, Pat, oh, Pat the good, bunny. Good luck finding a Pat the bunny that's that was the, covered yeah. in scum. That was yeah. the and that mirror all spreads up. <laughs> you started with the worm game and then you went to Pat the bunny. Yeah, Pat, there you go. Pat the, bunny, Pat the bunny is our generation's smallpox blanket, basically. If you, if you got a copy of that, it's, it's already been coated with God. Oh, no. You don't want that horrific infant germs. Stay away from Pat the bunny, guys. I think the other thing that's interesting about that Star Wars thing that, that Disney is, you know, canceling the 3D films is that the Clone Wars wasn't on Cartoon Network's uh, schedule for, for next season or whatever. Ooh. So It's pretty much done. I think they're back. planning on moving it to uh, Disney XD. Is that what's happening? That's what I've heard, but I don't know... I don't know if that's. Uh, you think they'll sense. do a reboot, or they think they'll continue where they're at? I don't know. That's got a huge following. It's a lot of people yeah. watch that. So. Are you a fan of that series? You no, I like that? the Jendi uh, Tarka. Well, not oh, great. I'm yeah. so terrible with names. I don't, dude. I don't know how to say that name. I, I'm not a Sam Gendi Tartovsky. Yeah, Sam Jack. Guy. I'm yeah, not a Sam those Ryan were Jack great. Fan. Those were amazing. Yeah, those, those are the best things that came out of the trilogy. The new stuff. I agree with you. So good. So good. I mean, it's okay. It just it's very computer generated looking and mm-hmm. Darth Maul coming back wasn't too cool. It, it, <laughs> yeah. And like, like when you say that, I mean, it, it, it just doesn't have a soul behind it. Exactly. It's well, like the, the, first, the first time Maul comes rolling out in that little cart because he doesn't have his legs, it was just like, oh, 
Fuck, really? No, he's got yeah. robo legs now. Yeah, now yeah, he's, he's, he's got robo legs. Did he come out in a wheelchair? Yeah. That he did originally. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if we're speaking Eddie, if we're speaking eighties, like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places when he first opens up as the Vietnam vet, dude, it would be brilliant if he's on a skateboard. He's on a skateboard. He's, he's, going, just going. He's, <laughs> he's grabbing the bumpers of cars in front of him. Hover <laughs> <laughs> car. He'd skate or die. The skate ship died, dude. <laughs> the ship comes in, this giant panning shot, landing at this handicapped spot. He like blows up some other car that's in that place. He just keys How dare you? Another car with his Goes to go last to... second. He puts the little tag on the the rear. The, yeah, he does it last second. Right, right in the last view mirror. He gets pissed off because the bathrooms haven't been converted. <laughs> There's no ramps. It's all steps. <laughs> what the? Wait, what is that? What? what did you not God, silence your it? cell phone, dude? He's ripping up the with authority. <laughs> Jesus. I'm that sorry. Is, that was the worst time to get a so dick pic, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, why are you pocket texting? Yeah, what if I... Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you could have just pushed the button. Yeah, you'd have to tear your battery out like a, awesome. a monster. <laughs> Never like happen again. Like, like my stepdad when he found my nudie magazine. <laughs> Jeez. When well, he caught you playing worms. Yeah, when he caught you playing worms. <laughs> are you boys playing worms down there again? I'm tearing out your battery. God damn it, I said no more. Don't start there. without me. Yeah, exactly. That's what it really is. Don't you play Don't that you. without me. I got the vegetable oil. Oh, man. You better have somebody that's at least 52 years old. Just put that worms on us on there. Uh, one of the Watchmen comics original editors, Len Wein, who along with Bernie Wrightson was responsible for the original run of Swamp Thing, had infamously left the book over a disagreement he had with Alan Moore over the scheme Ozymandias perpetrates to bring about world peace. The idea struck an all-too-familiar chord with Ween, because a very similar idea had already been executed in an episode of The Outer Limits called The Architects of Fear. Ween tried to talk with Alan Moore about it to see if he couldn't come up with a change, quoting Mr. Ween, I kept telling him, be more original. Alan, you've got capability. Do something different, not something that's already been done. And he didn't seem to care enough to do that, unquote. So Len Wein walked off the book. Through the Watchmen prequel, before Watchmen, Wein seems to be going back and changing history a bit. Len Wein is the writer on the current Ozymandias book and has decided to take some artistic liberty in how our villain came up with the whole fake alien invasion brings about world peace idea. After admitting that he lacks much in the way of originality, Ozymandias sets about looking for an idea of how to save the world, so Ozzy comes up with the idea because he watched The Outer Limits, and he made it work because, obviously, he's smarter than those fictional yahoos. I can feel Al- Alan growling. Yeah, meanwhile, speak. Alan Moore is plotting to kill him. Yeah. Alan Moore's next book, Lean Ween, Dies a Hideous Death, will be out. <laughs> this whole thing back and forth. The- and what a labyrinthine revenge plot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. 30 years later, <laughs> I undercut your lack of originality through my own stroke of the pen. Yeah. Like, what do you even... Good God. Yeah. Hold a grudge much? That's a grudge. <laughs> no joke. Woo. I mean, because well, I, I can't imagine he was just like, you go ahead and take Azimandis. I bet he was just like, 
I'm going to take Azumandius. Yeah, you don't even have to pay me. No. I guess if, <laughs> if you were involved, get him back. If you were involved with one of the most seminal pieces of comic bookdom in all of history, I guess it's a good. I, if there's any reason to hold a 30 year grudge, I guess that's it. <laughs> Revenge is a dish best served cold. My cold and moldy and crusty, having sat on the counter for 30 years. On a similar note, I just rewatched the uh, 80s movie Swamp Thing. Yeah. That's a fun movie. Yeah. I hadn't seen They're it okay. since I enjoyed them. way back then. That movie gets really weird at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. It's what's her name, right? Uh, uh, Andrew, Andrew, yeah, what's Adrian her name? Barbeau. Yeah, it, oh, Adrian okay. Barbeau. No, yeah. Thinking You're probably thinking of Return you're, of Swamp Thing. You're thinking that's yeah. Heather Locklear. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I was thinking uh, of. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer Not, Toxic Avenger. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good, too. <laughs> I never did see Return of the Swamp Thing, but I did. Swamp Thing, I, yeah. Swamp Thing's good. Un- a- unlike the other uh, <laughs> 80s movie that I forced 80s Jeff and to watch oh, with me man. called Joysticks from 1983. Oh. When did you get that? Did you that buy that? No, I didn't buy it. It's horrible. Where's it's it on? painful. Yeah, I-, I rented it from Netflix as disc, the disc version, because oh, okay, that's the, all you can get. It it's from. Joe Don Baker. Yeah, Joe Don Baker <laughs> starring in... Joysticks. Not Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, not Mitchell. Now, Joysticks Gosh. is set in an 80s arcade. It's kind of a sex romp comedy, okay. but it's... A- Apparently, really bad. It, there's really no story there. It's just it's, it's a collection of scenes mm-hmm. and, well, and the same only like three sets of boobs of over and over again. It's about thing. twenty minutes Maybe worth three. of worm. It's, they call it <laughs> <laughs> twenty minute worm sequence right in the middle of it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> always a sign you don't want to watch a movie. <laughs> well, when they start getting in sleeping bags and well, bundling up, boy, because when you start when you see it, you're like, oh, I could be playing worm right now. Don't start without me. <laughs> I need to go live this life. Although, go, interesting trivia note that Ta- Torgo discovered while we were watching it. Uh, one of the actresses uh, is that was in the movie is the voice of the Baroness on the, uh, the G.I. Joe cartoon. Yeah. Does she uh, affect that yeah, accent yeah, during not the at movie? All. No. <laughs> Had he not said it, I would have never. Did never you just IMDb or never? Whenever was. I watch a movie, I start researching it immediately. And so, yeah, <laughs> especially just some weird obscure Sounds thing like, like curse. Her. That's yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the worm curse. But uh, for you in the ugly couch world, I assume most of you have seen the Swamp Thing from 1983. I think it sounds is. about right. Uh, if you haven't, it's worth a look. It's fun. Yeah. it's a fun and it's I, from. I've never read the. I've read the comic well, a couple of them a long time ago about the same time the movie came out but it seemed to be pretty faithful to the the idea of how it all sure. came to be so alan moore still hates it but yeah yeah, yeah. no it's a terrible it's <laughs> yeah. it's a low quality movie but it's still a fun and worthwhile god damn i saw the movie in the romp. theater holy shit i yeah. didn't realize that wow. wow so you were the one yeah <laughs> uh nbc is moving forward with its alice in wonderland pilot it's a live-action, modernized sequel that takes some liberties with the source material. Imagine that. As in making her a pilot? Is she a pilot? Or a <laughs> I think they make her like a sheriff or something. Uh, apparently, they're making her an airline steward. The show stems from Anthony Zwicker, the creator of the CSI franchise. Oh, no! Yeah. Is it going to be like oh, Alice no. in Wonderland CSI? Yeah! It's <laughs> so great. How did this Which centipede song? die? Somebody's stuck this hookah a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! 
<laughs> yeah, which whose song are they going to use for that? But basically, the Cheshire Cat is guilty every time. It starts up. One pill makes you <laughs> exactly. That'd be the song they'd use too. The Magic oh. Bus. That's oh, the magic bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Magic Bus is actually a better yeah, show. You got to use a you got to use a whose song. song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alice in Wonderland is quote set in modern times. Oh, and see, this is what's happening. And centers on Alice and a new character, Clara. Seven years ago, Clara's life took an unexpected turn for the worse, and a mysterious stranger tells her there may be an explanation after all, an explanation that lies in the fantastical world of Wonderland. To revive her dreams and to get her life back on track, Clara must wage war against Wonderland's reigning queen, the woman we once knew as Alice. You know, this reminds yeah. me, I just, I just recently... Uh, AKA, the uh, yeah, here's your yeah, twist. <laughs> I just recently saw a thing, and I can't remember where I, where a movie or something. I've been watching a lot of stuff because I'm at home alone doing nothing, <laughs> and um, but watching TV and, and playing movie. Worm. Well, <laughs> I don't have a 54 year old man to play Worm with. If I did, I would. To Pat the Bunny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm alone, so I have to play Pat the Bunny. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's a whole thing about, and it's sort of the first, an early example of this whole idea of putting your stuff out there for anyone to grab, and then if they like it, they'll buy it. And the author of Alice in Wonderland never fought anybody who did copies of his story because he was like, sure, whatever. It's getting the name out there. And so people are getting, and because of that, it's become one of the most uh, redone stories. But he has the story has lived on so long because he was never like, that's my story. You don't have so he never locked down do any it. IP stuff. Yeah, he, yeah, he like, never do fought it, use anybody it, take who it. did a different cool. version yeah. of it. You know, So it's like that, it's sort of the similar idea of like, I'm going to put my song out there for free. If you like the song, you'll buy the album. It's a, like an early version of that that hmm. was well over 100 and when did that Lewis movie Carroll come out? Of his no. time. Yeah. You don't know how right you are because the CW is also working with Mick G and Chad Hodge to create their own contemporary version called Wonderland. That's Wonderland with a U. There. So there, there's your tw- there's your twist in McGee. Wonderland. L A U N D. L A U N D. Yes, Wonderland. 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 All right. So Wonderland. 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 That's a vivid production, right? Wonderland. It's the sequel to Joysticks. <laughs> I'm late. I'm late. I'm probably pregnant. <laughs> Here, eat this. <laughs> Some morning after mushroom. <laughs> Hooray, I'm saved. Now drink this. Now look. Fuck. <laughs> drink this. That's how we got the bowl. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I'm a caterpillar, but I want to play worm. (laughs) Or in this case, verm. (laughs) (laughs) Barbarella, one of uh, Luddite's favorite shows, uh, headlined her own comic starting in 1962, but it wasn't until 1968 film that she became an international sensation. According to Deadline, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade have been hired to write a new TV series based on the property. The duo is best known for scripting five films in the James Bond franchise, including The World Is Not Enough, Casino Royale, and Skyfall. Barbarella will be directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, who did Drive. 
okay. uh, who will also executive produce. At the moment, no word on what network will air the series, so uh, Good the sign. show will pull more from the comic <laughs> than the movie version. It's a so, promising sign. So they're, they're Nobody's <laughs> backing it, but they're making it. Yeah. In, independent uh, series. Yeah. Soon to be on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm one to talk. I just made a movie with nobody well, backing and you it. Know, and there's a whole new paradigm coming up with... Uh, anime series right now in japan they're just starting this with the newest yamato uh reboot they're releasing them as 50 minute uh serials in the theaters first you pay and watch the the movie there watch the 50 minute episode there and then you can buy the dvd right there after you've watched the movie with no backing no extra funds from a giant you know what it takes to get it on tv and then if it does well enough in the theater they use that money to get on air and they don't have to be beholden to so many backers and other um, financiers. The more I'm looking at it, the more I'm trying to think I might have to go that route, just because I think I'd rather go that route in the end. Well, I mean, that's the, it's, it's, the, it's the new thing they're doing. That one, and there's one other series, one other Gundam series that's starting that. So this, I mean, it's, it's very fresh, very new. We'll see if it works, but it could be. could be in the new route. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 already has a major villain in Jamie Foxx's Electro. But now it looks like the Web Slinger will also have to contend with the Rhino. According to Hollywood Reporter, Golden Globe winner and Oscar nominee <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Did you, oh, does that from, change your uh, mind? From American Splendor, Sideways, there, John Adams, is in talks to play Spidey villain first introduced back in 1966 with Amazing Spider-Man Holy number 41. Crap. Wouldn't that be dope? That Traditionally, be dope. Rhino's been it a would, super... would make a good vulture. He'd be a great vulture. Yes, uh, be a, uh, Rhino's been a super criminal who sports a suit that grants him super speed and strength and a horn on top of his head. But uh, recent years, he's also allied with Spider-Man a bit. However, his affiliation with the supervillain group Sinister Six makes him an ally of Electro at times. Now, if he takes the role, Giamatti will uh, return with uh, Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, along with Fox, uh, newcomers uh, Shalina Woodley, that's Mary Jane Watson, and Dane DeHaan is Harry Opsborn. No official announcement yet, but seems likely Giamatti will sign up since he's recently declared himself a Rhino fan. Did Michael Chiklis turn it down? Yeah. Oh, boo. (laughs) I don't want to see him as Rhino. I don't want to see Rhino. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather see Craven the Hunter. Yeah. Oh, well, Craven, they're gonna shoot. Oh. It looks I like they're building towards the Sinister Six. Situation. And the producers men cool. mentioned the Sinister Six I mean, well, in the yeah. past. Well, since Avengers, yeah. I think everybody's trying to go for a team. Yeah, exactly. Everything yeah. Now. Right. But um, we've also. This would be the reverse team of villains versus sure, yeah. hero. hero. And on top of that, movies with lots of villains I have not that. been exciting. I just hate that. Yeah. That's well, they're always bad. Yeah. It's, it always dilutes the whole story. That's what happened with Batman Returns. We gotta have Electro's origin. We gotta have Rhino's origin. Yep. Then uh, something happening with Spidey. Blah. Yeah, has there Maybe ever the... been a movie that's good with a lot of villains? Uh, well, you know, uh, Goodfellas was a pretty good movie. <laughs> 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 it was all right. But you know what? Okay. You know what? Schindler's, no Schindler's List was, was fucking... <laughs> Schindler's List was great. Schindler's List, you're right. Quite there a few go. bad guys in that. Sure. Quite Lots a of bad villains. guys. Quite a few villains. <laughs> I'm in comic book movies. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 3 was awesome. Spider-Man Dark 3. Dark Knight Rises. Yep. They're all, when it gets too many, it gets too convoluted. They get a thing mm-hmm. where like, oh, we just need to add one more villain. Is this a, is this yes. like a corporate thing? To the, I, I well, that's, don't know. With part 3, it certainly was a Spider-Man. Sales. It is a yeah, toy yeah. thing. There is yeah. something to the whole, uh, how many yeah, action sales, figures yeah. we got to get. Well, I think it's also one of those, well, we're only going to do one more and we, we want to do all these other characters everybody loves. Yeah. So let's just all cram them into one. Well, but that's a, definitely a three-picture scenario with that new Spidey stuff. 
I think it's even a bigger one than that. Well, I think they're signed for three with an option longer, and that they'll okay. trigger that option. <laughs> I hope it's better than the first one because that was kind of. Did you guys the see the new one? one? What did you I think? didn't even watch it. Did you? I didn't bother watching. It. It I all right. liked it. It was. I fun. liked it as well. It's good. I I've said it before. I think Andrew Garfield actually the most. Spidey of the Spidey. Spidey of he the Spidey. He definitely looks like Peter Parker. He's really he's, good. Yeah, he yeah. is exceptional in it, but everything else just kind of not yeah, as I was kind of blah yeah. on it. I'm not huge yeah. on the lizard, but not bad. I liked it. Yeah. My favorite part about that movie was the viral campaign they did before it. They did a huge viral marketing campaign, mm. and so they did drops. And so uh, I actually found one of them. And did it was, you? Uh, yeah, like they had the coordinates online, and so you had to rush there and get there first. And so I got there first, and I, and I was like, where is it? Where is it? Because you saw a picture of where it was. So I looked behind a trash can, and there was a manila. There was a, a white coat, and I was like, "What is this?" So I lift it up, and it's a it's an Oscorp coat, and it's all ripped up, like he just morphed into the lizard. Ooh, wow, that's like, cool. Well, this is awesome, and I started walking away with it, and some guys like, "Hey, come here," and I was like, "Okay." So I walked over, he's like, "Hey, look in the pocket." And I pulled it out, and there was a Manila envelope. Open it up, and there was a, a, a lizard skin in it, and it had like, and it had also uh, uh, Dr. Connor's badge from Oscorp. Wow. Like it was super cool. Wow. That's great. It's 42 Entertainment, the, the same people that did the Dark Knight viral campaign. Go. So They're good. Okay. Super Those cool. were the guys that were at Comic-Con, yeah? Wow. That, yeah, they, they did that Tron was, as well. Yeah. That's and they've all been awesome. amazing. Wait, what did They're they do great. for Tron? Uh, they did all kinds of they did, the sec- they did the Flynn's Arcade. They had the secret panel in the back, uh, yep. which yeah. led to a prototype of the mo- the full-size light cycle. I that think. was incredible. Oh, yeah. And if you if you did you had to do this guessing game and you won a lithograph. That had it had like tons of games on it. It was numbered. They had this book that opened up, and there was like secret contents in it of Flynn's. Like it was really neat. Man, those guys are awesome. Oh, they're amazing. Oh, damn. But it, it probably costs a lot because they're not doing anything anymore. Right. So. <laughs> Were you able to keep that? Yeah, it's, it's in my house right now. That's and I actually fantastic. have some stuff from The Dark Knight too. Uh, we, uh, me and some friends, Jacob, actually, the other half of the '80s kids, we did uh, we did the whole thing, and we, uh, I found the bowling bag that was in the bowling alley, and it came with a cell phone, a bowl that's a ball with a number on it, and it said giggles. And you had to dial it from the phone, and you started getting updates from the Joker, and it would t- send you to other locations. Very cool. Wow. Jacob actually found a cake that he had to bury into it because it started ringing, and there was a cell phone, like an evidence bag and stuff. <laughs> yep. it was wow. Super cool. Yep. Wow. And it was all over the United States. Like God it's damn. very very yeah. neat. I lo- I'm I'm all about that. Stuff. I didn't know anything about all that stuff. That yeah, all alternate alternate uh, reality. Uh, That's what we have to do for gaming. wins a lot. Yeah. What's that? That's what we have to do for wins a lot. For the sequel, yeah. make it all about an R- yeah. AR game. Because it brings you into the universe, you know? It makes you feel like you're a part of the it universe. Does, yeah. Look, I already have thing. nine villains in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> How many can I put in the sequel? Uh, ten? Yeah. Ten or eighteen. Yeah. Ten or eighteen. Yeah, yeah. That's a choice. That's your only option. One or, or double. 18. I got you. No, that makes sense. One more or double. President of production at Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, wants fans to know that his eyes are already set beyond Marvel's Phase Two of movie releases. He's been opening up about Phase Three, which will officially include Ant Man, which we know about, and now officially Doctor Strange. Well, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. gonna suck. <laughs> I like this. I always like Kubrick's CSI. I always like Kubrick's version of that story. It was really good. <laughs> Are they going to make him like a Quincy character? Well, this is all I said so make him far. Like a medical examiner instead of a straight up doctor. <laughs> Jack Kugman is Doctor Strange. I know what he holds a bag of. Uh, quoting Feige, he's a great original character. He checks the box off this criteria that I have, that he's totally different from anything else that we have, just like the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's totally different than anything we've done before, as is Ant-Man, which keeps us excited. Will they keep the leopard print gloves? Hmm? 
Paul brings everything to a screeching halt. I'm Captain Luddite. I like Doctor Strange. I just don't know if they can... I don't know if anyone can handle Doctor Strange anymore. It's too bad that 3D's on the slump. Because if your art designer, your art director, and your cinematographer follow Steve Ditko, you have got one hell of a fantastic 3D movie. Sure, in yeah, Doctor Ditko's, Strange, Ditko's yeah. art would be crazy. Oh my, if that, all that whole and that, yes, it's that would just be all those projected little yeah, you know, items and walking on. Floating yeah, since they're not, they'll just be you know handing out tabs of acid at the door. <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> there you go. And it's just a screen of you know, they didn't make a movie. Of Jack Klugman, and you're like, oh wow. They didn't make a movie. It's just a still picture, of Jack. And, you know, here's your tab of the LSD. Yeah, it's like here's your ticket. This isn't a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, now it's get a your ticket. sleeping bag. <laughs> it's your ticket to ride, bro. And who doesn't love a little strange? Hey, hey dude, watch them use that. Get a little strange. Yeah. They will use that tagline. Get a little strange. And if they weren't going to, they are now. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have any brains? Uh, oh, you're right, the famous ball. Yeah, we're joking about Jack Klugman, but really, it has to be Ian McShane. Ian McShane, you think, for uh, Doctor Strange? Well, I'm talking about a little strange. Uh, and also, Doctor Strange will be saying, cocksucker. <laughs> wow. He did Dormammu, Moe, that fucking cocksucker. <laughs> cocksucker Dormammu and his sister, Yumar. <laughs> By the cocksucking hordes of Hori Hagen. The crimson bands of cocksucking Sidorak. Now get back out there and make me some money. What's the name? What's Wicked's name? With the, the Ewok guy? What's his Warwick name? Warwick Davis? Warwick yeah. Davis? So have Warwick Davis come out at one point and be like, hey, he's like his mini me. Like, I'm a little strange. Everybody wants a little strange. <laughs> I or kind don't. of feel responsible for that. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want him to be Vern Troyer? Come out. Oh my God, the actual mini me. <laughs> oh! Vern Troyer can come out, then Warwick Davis can come up behind him and like, stab him in the back with a knife. And... Well, we got, you could have whoever plays Strange, Warwick Davis, and then Vern Troyer in a triple stack. And they can get inside <laughs> each other. Great time with Jack in a box. They can get inside each other like a, like a Russian nesting doll. I don't want to know how they get inside each other, Paul. Get in that sleeping bag. (laughs) Get inside me already. That is a professional level game of worm right there. (laughs) I'd pay to watch it. (laughs) No, really, who could we get to play Strange? Seriously? I think he's serious about yeah, it. I'm no, serious. I'm not. I'm not serious about no, that. No, Ian I McShane's mean, too old. Ian McShane is fantastic, but he's yeah, brilliant. But it well, but Strange is kind of an older character. But Strange. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where the Shit. fuck? What kind, kind of action from? are you? Coffee, the Paul after midnight. Damn it! Wow. What? Again, that's a vivid production. Yeah. <laughs> he was a man looking for some butt strange. <laughs> it wasn't just the gloves. The whole bodysuit was leopard print. <laughs> Dr. Buttstrange. <laughs> the best part of that, ever. The best part of that is we hadn't heard from Mike in like 25 years. Yeah. You're just <laughs> sitting on that. Buttstrange. <laughs> <laughs> However, Strange is an older character. Yes. 
<coughs> he is, yes, he is older, so it could be so, an, an older actor. So I'm saying, yeah. who? Who do you even think? Oh, but I mean, it requires quite a bit of cool. Yeah, and you got to have that. A, a, a real, he's got, you know, a real, uh... Do you think Selleck could do uh, Dr. Strange? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the mustache. He does have the look. Hey, he's got the mustache. It's an 80s theme tonight, so You're let's right. give Tom a chance. Okay, Tom Selleck. <laughs> he just needs white streaks, <laughs> and there you go. Maybe. And a big red cape. Or his counterpart. And uh, leopard print. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. I don't Burt? think he's... Uh, I think those guys are too old. He's not too old. He's just not that old, though. Get a Trans Am, kid. He's not that old. Why not? I don't know. Well... They oh. made him younger in the the Marvel uh, Sam straight to yeah. DVD. Sam Elliott. Now that's even older. <laughs> and an even bigger mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going that route, then Christopher Lee is obviously oh Dr. Strange. Yes. No, Christopher Lee, yeah. That would, uh, that would be Lee's awesome. Badass in anything. That would a be younger awesome. Christopher yeah. Lee would be perfect. Yeah. Maybe when he gets astral projected or like he gets hit with something that knocks him old, they could cut to Christopher Lee. Cut to Christopher Lee. What? As like, as like, <laughs> like Christopher Lee Just having a bowl of soup. My knees. <laughs> I need to sit down. Where's Peter Jackson? What are you doing oh, in my house? Really stuck. He'll be chicken noodle soup. As very old, strange. <laughs> very old, strange. Standing. Very old, but strange. Another vivid production. <laughs> very old, strange. But strange. Very old, strange. You want to talk about strange? No, talk about niche porn. <laughs> you find your fetish, and there it is. <laughs> You'll just cut to him it's standing there, there conducting it's the next there. round of worm. <laughs> You're right. He's just he's just holding holding court over a giant game of worm. Holding court. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing things at people in sleeping bags, just randomly. <laughs> randomly, yeah. <laughs> you started without me. Fourteen <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. lodges. <laughs> I shall finish this game <laughs> now. This game ends when I say it ends. <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, ah, back in 2007, Akiva Goldsman and Tobey Maguire set out to produce a live-action version of the Japanese mech anime Robotech. They went through a number of script rewrites and didn't seem to be getting any traction. Now with Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim getting tons of press, a new Godzilla movie on the way, and a major Eastern influence on the Wolverine, there seems to be a lot more room for a picture like this to make some headway. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, we can confirm the first time film director Nick Matthew. I'm sorry. Matthew? Nick Matthew. Nick Matthew. Nick Matthew. Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Early furry. Nick Matthew has taken the job of bringing Robotech to the big screen. Okay. Can I just say uh, Pacific Rim, great porn parody name would be Pacific Rim Job. I <laughs> yes. think we're all thinking yeah. it. Yep. So yep. there. Five Vivid. It comes it, with butt strings. It comes. I assume I, I just assume it's set in Hawaii. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It could yeah. be the subtitle. A lot of surfing. It could be the subtitle for, a lot of butt, for surfing. butt Strange. Butt Strange, the Pacific Rim Job. <laughs> I'd, like I'd like the triple stack with a side of Butt Strange. <laughs> Coming right up, sir. <laughs> Would you like fries with that? Uh, any, you, uh, are, are either of you guys uh, fans of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion? I knew you were going to bring this up. Well, nobody's so fans of that series. Why there's such a resurgence of it? Well, it's because Pacific Rim is basically Del Toro going, oh, I can't have these billion-dollar rights. 
I'll make my own. Because okay. that's what... I did watch the last 10 okay. minutes of it, and good God, I, was, I felt like someone was cutting an onion in the room or How something. How could you... It was so sad. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, you'd be complete. But that's... Yeah. And no. the whole thing was ruined for me because I watched I the ending. Well, well, there's three different endings. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I already got a kid mail and stuff. Yeah. Just like Lord there. of the Ring. Yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, it's well worth your time. It, it is the anime series. Have you seen it? I've seen um, the first two episodes. Okay, cool. That was, yeah. So you haven't seen it. Not the whole thing. He's seen more than you. Yeah. You may have gotten the money flip. shot, but... Yeah. He, 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 he didn't cry, but he, he saw it. it. He didn't flip to the end of the book to see how it ended. That's kind of it, and I think uh, a lot of Evangelion fans are kind of like anxious because, you know, um, what's Peter Jackson's production company? The design oh, Wingnut. 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 Yeah. Wingnut. And, and, you know, because they were working on a live action Evangelion movie back when the first Lord of the Rings trilogy came out. It never went all the way through, but they have all kinds of production stuff. And that's even some bonus material on, uh, or I guess I'm probably one of the few people that has that stupid DVD. I don't know. Uh, I got that. But um, yeah, they were working on it and it never happened. And I think it's because all the rights got kind of turned around. So if this was successful, if that's why I'm going to go see Pacific Rim in the theaters. In the dire hopes that a live-action Evangelion could happen someday. Pacific Rim looks great. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen one trailer for it, but it looks fantastic. Yeah. So, well, speaking I of seeing a movie to make stuff. it successful, the yes. recent big-screen reboot of Judge Dredd was a massive failure at the box office. Yes. Uh, that doesn't exactly mean the chances of a sequel are completely off the table. I bought it day of release on DVD. The film brought in a paltry $13 million at the box office, oh, falling well short of the approximately $50 million budget. Well, it looks like those comic fans were just waiting for it to hit DVD and yep, Blu-ray because Lionsgate announced the film is the number one home release of the admittedly young year, having sold 650,000 units. Wow. I'm one of those guys. Even I better, more than half of those sales were on Blu-ray. Hmm. Oh, and plus, the film also topped the charts in digital downloads for the week. Not too shabby for a flick that crashed and burned in glorious fashion at the box office. $50 million was the magic box office number put to put a sequel on the table. And Pete Travis's flick missed that by a long shot. But a strong showing in the home release market could be the thing to let the word, word get out that uh, a darker, gritty version of Mega City 1 with Carl Urban and company wouldn't be... Uh, wouldn't be uh, too missed. This is becoming more and more the the stand. I mean, a lot of movies now are making as much or more money in DVD sales. Uh, Kick-Ass, <laughs> fine example. Kick-Ass yeah. uh, was a moderate success in the theater, but it went gangbusters in the home market, and that's yeah. what brought the sequel about. It's one of those things where it's uh, one of the things that's scaring the major studios and why major studios are now making more direct-to-video films that are pretty high quality. Yeah. You know, um, and, and speaking to that, and going back to the Games Workshop, the first Warhammer 40K movie is coming out on Blu-ray what? in March, directly to uh, DVD is it Blu-ray. CG? It's all CG. Now it was I'm made. Get it. I'm gonna buy it. Here's what's wow. happening. It was made in 2010. All right, so it's the CG isn't what it is now. Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but, but yeah, you can pre-order it on Amazon for like 15 but bucks. 2010. Okay. You still had the technology to do pretty well at yeah, the time. I, yeah. I didn't say it was Roughneck Star yeah. Troopers. Yeah. I said it was Final Fantasy Spirits Within. I, I understand. Actually, in seeing the preview, it's more call Roughneck. It's next. more Roughneck! Oh, shit! Oh, oh. <laughs> but, I mean, this is also another reason why a lot of independent filmmakers are just looking at going straight to DVD. because, And a reason why a lot of major studios just aren't interested in these small movies is because DVDs is where the money is. Is Blu-ray it Beast is where the money Wars is. level? 
Is it? No, I think it's above okay. Beast Wars. Okay. <laughs> Definitely I, above I, reboot. You had Paul Nervous. It's there, above right? reboot. Yeah. It's above reboot. Okay, great. <laughs> now, I'm, you know, I, with all the. Like, Are we talking Osmosis Jones? <laughs> Ooh, that's a whole different creature. <laughs> that's that's mostly 2D. <laughs> that's all above the, reboot. <laughs> yeah, it is. With all the Amazon like doing the you know the distribution stuff now, like you know self publishing books and so forth, I'm surprised they don't have like a video arm that you know you submit. Your thing, and then they distribute that. Amazon They're working does on it. They're they Amazon I can't watch that makes sense. Fringe um, or Big Bang Theory on Netflix, and I, I was going to get Hulu for that, and I, I, I quickly dumped it because they're doing a streaming service now. And yeah. it's, it's real. It's a big ripoff too. It's like buck ninety nine per episode oh, for yeah. TV for and the stuff Amazon like stuff. That. Yeah. Well, because so, it's like iTunes. It's I mean, they, they go per sale. That's what they do. The deal yeah, with uh, the Amazon stuff is if you're an Amazon Prime member. It's all free. It's all free. Yeah, yeah it's $80 a year, right? Yeah. $90 so it's not free. Yeah, but if you're yeah. watching TV through yeah. Amazon regularly, it's $80 a year. And you're buying a lot of shit. You get yeah. the free shipping. So. Um, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, Amazon has started. Vimeo has just started one. For those of you who don't know what Vimeo is, it's a really good uh-huh. online uh, place to check out video. It's like YouTube, but with real uh, filmmakers. It's where real yeah. filmmakers go to post their YouTube. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, it's intended to be for artists. It's intended to be like MySpace was originally supposed to be just for musicians to share their stuff and have a place to put it out there. And this is a similar thing as Vimeo is kind of that. We almost used Vimeo yeah. when it's, we started the show, and they've got a really good quality player. Oh, I post all my stuff through Vimeo, um, but they now just started a you can rent movies feature full-length movies oh. through vimeo and they've got a really solid player on vimeo like it it's good quality for like hd and blu-ray quality uh, mm. player that they is standard with them so it's more and more people are doing it it's just becoming this, yeah like you know so so what's what brought back family guy <clears throat> cut out the middle man so like we were saying small bookstores might become are going to come back <clears throat> because the big right. ones are going away right i think I'd like to believe that the art house theater, movie theater, might come back because there might be less demand for this major Hollywood stuff. That well, I don't know about I don't know that. about less demand for the major yeah. Hollywood, but more demand for the art house yeah. experience. Yes. So yeah. and and in, in an easier way to to produce. Yeah, please, I, please I bring have, one to yeah. Vegas. That's why Alamo Draft House is so. Oh cool. my oh, god! Yeah, yeah. I, I think we mentioned that like every show. Well, well, well yeah. yeah. Although, sorry. No, that's, no, <laughs> that's that good. That says something that it's needed. It is needed. No, it definitely is. I'd love to have it because they're opening one in Manhattan, I believe. And it's mean. Hopefully. I would like to open an art house. Here you would in town. think I with would the way the, I would go every fucking weekend. Yeah, yeah the that's way First Friday is kind of gaining such steam. You would think that's the I mean, place to put it is downtown. Oh, someone needs to oh, put yeah. a bug in. Isn't Theater Tony's Seven kind of like that? Or is yeah, it, I, I don't know. I haven't been there. I don't know. Yeah. This I think is the bug. Similar to that. Well, it, it's it's small. That I don't know that could be what they do in terms of like serving food and stuff like that. But it's 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 actually. It's actually a tiny space. Oh, Theater oh, 7? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not really a movie theater. I mean, oh, no okay. offense to it. It's more of like an art gallery. <laughs> uh, it's just a small room. It's like a store space. Okay. Yeah, I've never um, been, so. Uh, and then they have a screen on the wall that's it's maybe five feet by ten feet, okay. you know. And they, they have like a uh, just a projector like you could have at your house to yeah. make your wall. Their, right their big thing is they're catering to the community yeah. and they're serving the community and they're giving ple- people a place to go. So And local no. filmmakers a place to, yes. to do and that. Yeah, to that's do where they're their premiere. And, and I thought about them and I probably could have gotten a much cheaper rate to do my premiere there. 
but I wanted to see it on a big screen. Well, and course, that yeah. and the fact that your whole cast would probably fill up the space, and that's all you have <laughs> yeah. room for. Um, well, my cast isn't that large, but yeah, no, I mean, I think we're going to get, I have like 30 people that have said they're coming that I'm pretty sure they're going to come. And there's probably more that I don't know about, I hope. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that would definitely fill that place. Yeah. So. Yeah. What are we doing it too tomorrow? Um, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, that's so awesome, guys. So that's 32. Awesome. Great. <laughs> well, I'll probably be down there on first Friday, too. So I'll cool. see you guys. Very cool. <clears throat> Tor Books has announced that George R.R. R. Martin is working on a prequel novella dubbed The Princess and the Queen, which will focus on the Targaryen Civil War, a.k.a. the Dance of the Dragons, for the Fire and Ice series. Ice and Fire series. The story will be included in a new anthology set for release at an undetermined date called Dangerous Women, pulling together 21 stories from Martin and other writers. The collection was also supposed to include another installment from Martin, including uh, uh, focusing on his Dunk and Egg series, which is set in the Ice and Fire universe. Uh, that story would have focused on the history of Winterfell, but he says he's been wanting to tell the story of the Targaryen Civil War for a while now, so it came first. So it's going to be a while for that next novel, guys. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get through two. It's yeah. the most plotting thing I've ever. I it mean, very. It, it just dance. Oh, wait till you dance. Get, wait till you get to three. Oh my god! I don't yeah. know if I ever will. My father ate those up voraciously. I turned him on those books and he just tore through them. Loves them, but I'm just like, ugh, my god. But then he's always been knee deep in, you know. And he loves to read about text, what food looks so. like. And he's not as yeah. ADD as you are. <laughs> he's not. He's not of a different generation. That's yeah. for sure. Well, the worm generation. <laughs> I am the worm generation. <laughs> I am the worm generation. <laughs> what you played, what you got there you go. No, he wasn't old enough. All right, to every episode we get a t-shirt, generation. and there is our t-shirt. A picture of famous Paul. I am the worm generation. <laughs> I just need to come up with a t-shirt that explains the rules of worm. <laughs> Step one, get in the sleeping bag. Yeah. That'll be on That's the back. It. Rules done. Yeah. Step two. <laughs> it. Yep. Step two. Turn on the lights. Step three. The chaos. Turn the lights on. Step two. Yeah. Find a 52-year-old man. <laughs> that won't be hard. <laughs> oh yes, he will. <laughs> hey, if you're playing worm right, I think good evening. Hello. Wine and Mullins. Wine and Mullins? Wine and Mullins. Wine and Mullins? Wine and Muffins. Wine and Mullins. A New Zealand native. If I keep saying it, it's not going to make sense. I know. You and your made-up names every show. Wine and Mullins. Wine and Mullins. Wine and Mullins. Just yard whining about being Mullins. You should start spelling them out phonetically. That way, You heard the joke about the wine Because he knows how they're pronounced phonetically, reading it off the internet. There's a joke about whining moles. Is there? So the mole family is crawling through a tunnel heading for breakfast. Uh-huh. And the mole dad is chugging along and he goes, Mmm, I smell pancakes. And the mole mother goes, Ooh, I smell fresh eggs. And the mole brother goes, Mmm, I smell bacon. And the mole sister goes, Mmm, I can smell freshly churned cream and butter. And the baby mole coming up the back goes, Mmm, I don't smell anything but mole asses. You know, we really need to have the 60 minutes stopwatch tick, 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 in the background when Paul does these jokes. Well, there was a time. There was a time when molasses was a breakfast staple. It's not as relevant anymore. Well, in the South, yes. But go on. <laughs> For some of you who don't know, molasses is a thick, no, no. viscous substance, sugary, used in the well, game of worm. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like another worm game. Usually, a result of a. 
vigorous game of one. <laughs> <laughs> vigorous. It's got to be vigorous or it ain't molasses. Give me the molasses, boy. <laughs> That's how you know the game is ended. <laughs> Someone's going to wind up. When your sleeping bag's full of molasses, the game <laughs> When the ass is full of molasses. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> You're drowning in molasses. Yeah. You do not oh, want that boy. butt strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why did Mullins? <laughs> yes. Moaning Myrtle. He's right. like, uh, yeah, exactly. We got okay. it. Molly Myrtle. Molly Myrtle. <laughs> a, a New Zealand native living in Australia. Recently boarded a Qantas flight from Sydney to Auckland, wearing a T-shirt you're probably very familiar with. The the shirt with the sticker name tag that says "Hello, my name is," and then handwritten is Diego Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for those who have never been to Hot Topic or never seen the movie eighty five times, the quote on the shirt is from Princess Bride. My often, dogs are named after the Princess Bride. And often repeated by Mandy Patinkin's character in Yango Matoya. It's probably the most well-known phrase from the movie and easily one of the most quoted lines of movies ever uttered. Inconceivable! <laughs> <laughs> but apparently some of the passengers on Mullen's flight didn't know that and got a little freaked out when they saw the words prepare to die on his shirt. Oh, boy. Like a serial killer would just write it yeah, on his shirt. Sure. A serial killer. Yeah. Wow. Quote, yeah, the, that's right. Dexter on airplanes. <laughs> that's the big fear in the world today. That's why they have the, the metal detector. It's, for, it's yeah, I know. TSA is looking for the scalpel, the saran wrap, the duct tape. Range of twenties. How stupid are humans? Quote. The flight attendant said to me, are you able to remove it because some of the passengers are quite intimidated by it? Oh, boy. I thought it was a bit silly, Mullins said. The person next to me was laughing because they knew the movie. Unquote. Mullins didn't have another shirt to change into, so the flight attendant went to see if the crew had something for him to wear. The flight attendant never came back, but Mullins said he could feel the paranoia for the rest of the flight. Hilarious. Quote, I wouldn't be surprised if they had someone watching me the whole time, he said. The whole experience was a bit over the top, but also a bit comical. Unquote. A spokesman for Qantas said there was no record of the incident, which just meant the flight crew handled it without any trouble. The spokesman also noted the airline does have a dress code, though the official statement doesn't elaborate on how that dress code applies to people who are offended or freaked out by a quote from a movie they haven't seen. Uh, but, quote, Qantas does have a dress standard for passengers traveling in our aircraft, particularly for slogans, which other passengers may find offensive or threatening, unquote. So no, I am the worm generation T-shirt on Qantas. <laughs> not on an airplane, yeah. Well, uh, well not if you include the rules. Clearly the flight attendants are like, all right, this is stupid. Okay. Well, the rules are different uh, in Australia. Do you have another shirt? No. Don't Sorry, I didn't have another shirt. There's nothing yeah, I can do about really... it. Yeah, that's really... You know, she did what she, he or she did what they could do. I'm then... actually pretty surprised this made the news. It doesn't really yeah. seem... Like, well, it's, well, it's the Auckland news. Memphis. Oh, okay. Slow day news front page, New Zealand. Jackson wasn't doing anything that day. Yeah. So they had to find something. <laughs> oh, the serial killer phenomenon on planes. That's uh, <laughs> really out of hand. All oh, these motherfucking words. Really out of hand. Charter worm flights. Oh my God, Paul. Now, if everybody on a plane, if like twenty people were wearing full-body sleeping bags, those kind that zip up, and you just stick your little noggin out. Maybe you got a stew. The mummy sacks. The mummy you sacks. Stick <laughs> <laughs> the the mummy sacks. Mummy yeah. sacks? Yes. That's what mummy sacks. They're the okay, sleeping bags that just hit. 
Wow, is that the same sex. company that did Butt Strange? <laughs> Butt Strange and Mummy no, Sack. There's your t-shirt, though, Paul. It's Worms on a Plane. I thought the Mummy <laughs> Sack was a dance and... move in the 60s. No. <laughs> the Mummy Sack is the sequel to, quote, Pyramid of Darkness. <laughs> which, which is your oh, underwear? Pyramid of Darkness. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not about a pyramid. Pyramid is in quotes. It's a wiener. Okay. <laughs> it's a wiener. Your, your wiener shaped like a pyramid? In that wow. movie. In that movie only. That's why he keeps saying girth is more important than wing. Or base. It's actually the yeah. bases. And it's equal on all base sides. Wow. That's how you know aliens engineered my cock. <laughs> when you're lying down and your head pointed north, and then your cock is... <laughs> Whatever the term is for yep. pyramid cocks, yep. you you can measure the seasons by the shadow of my dick. <laughs> this conversation's getting me wet. <laughs> Time for a little worm. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, sunshine. Here comes the molasses. <laughs> Oh, New Regency has teamed up with Gore Verbinski's Blind Wink Banner on Punyang, a dark comedic film that Verbinski will direct and produce based on the Guy Delis graphic novel. Uh, Stephen Conrad, who scripted The Pursuit of Happiness and most recently Ben Stiller's direct remake of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, is writing the screenplay. The film is about outsourcing run amok when a young animator sent to North Korea is accused of espionage. Verbinski's next film, The Lone Ranger, opens through Disney in the summer and Blind Wing's first production on the Oscar-winning Rango, which Verbinski directed. So, yeah, that's, that's a comic I bought, uh, bought you for uh, Christmas there. Uh, well, the, the Burma Diaries. The Burma Diaries, the same guy did a Punyang, and that's where they're making this movie really? from. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's a great comic. You read Guy Delis stuff. It's, he's, he's, anybody else he's a travelogue guy. The demeanor on Paul's face changed when you said Rango. I'm leaving it alone. That's the whole reason why Todd added Rango in there. I, I mean, he just can tell by the way I said it. Rango, Oscar award winning. He's very dry. It's a very dry comic. It's mm-hmm. a really interesting uh, comic. That So, yeah, it'd be interesting to make a movie of one of his collections of yeah. stories. Is it a similar book like this one? It yeah. is similar, like but a, a little more drama because it is North Korea. And they did they one of the spy for a while. They're, they're Those are people bit. known for drama. Yeah. They, they, uh, yeah. Very dramatic. They Just a busy. Yeah. A little they, bit of drama going on yeah, today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God they're pointing all those nuclear weapons at us now. And sorry to end this on a downer. The Republican Party of Texas. What, nuclear Armageddon? Yeah. Winner. The uh, Republican Party of Texas had publicly come out against... Don't look at me. (laughs) I only have the Republican Party of Texas. I'm right to just Mike. Oh, man. Uh, They have publicly (laughs) come out against thinking for yourself. Oh, no. In the uh, You Can't Make This Up, The Stuff Up department, uh, here's what the Republican Party of Texas wrote in its 2012 platform as part of their section on education. This is word for word. Section, section on education. Yeah. Okay. Knowledge-based education. We oppose the teaching of higher-order thinking skills, values clarification, critical thinking skills, and similar programs that are simply a relabeling of outcome-based education mastery learning, which focus on behavior modification and have the purpose of challenging the students' fixed beliefs and undermining potential authority, unquote. 
That's right. The party opposes the teaching of higher order thinking skills because it believes the purpose is to challenge a student's fixed beliefs and undermine parental authority. Well, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Critical thinking. Yeah, basically they've come out against critical thinking. This happened a couple couple months ago. They they put this into the legislature. It's uh, pretty sad. No, yeah, well, it's, it's a party platform, so it was before the election. That new guy, Socrates, is really causing a lot of trouble. <laughs> and they're sick of it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it anymore. He played a lot of games of worm. Hey, and well, you see where it all trouble. led. Hmm? Guy killed himself. That's right. Yeah. So, now yeah. I drank what? That's where that free thinking will get you. That's right. <laughs> drink a glass of poison. Big, big, big old, old glass, glass of molasses. Toes get numb, starts yep. creeping up. I think that's called the, the hemlock legislation. So oh, hemlock it's sad. Legislation. It's very sad. Very sad. So, yeah, so sad. think for yourselves, folks. Critically think for yourselves. <laughs> or don't. A healthy don't. amount of skepticism is Or don't. I'm not your goddamn good. dad. Yeah, I'm not your goddamn dad. That's Jelly Biglin's tagline. Right now for his new show. Mm-hmm. Jelly Biglins has a show on uh, on the internet. That's Why don't right, you tell guys. us about that, Paul? Uh, we are doing uh, Jelly Biglins Watches the First Ten Minutes of a Thing, uh, where Jelly Biglins, our ridiculous puppet in residence, will watch ten minutes of any kind of television show or movie or whatever, mostly TV shows right now, and then uh, give you the gist in a couple minutes of what he thought about them and tell you whether or not you th- he thinks it's worth ten more minutes of your time. And there you go. You can get a lot of television watching done just by taking in Jelly's opinion. But then, like he says, watch it or don't. He's not your goddamn dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first one is up. Continuum. It's on our website. It's on YouTube. It's on... Is it on YouTube web. now, finally? It is. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Cool. I Sweet. fixed that. Well, I didn't fix it. I had to upload it separately. But Okay, cool. I can confidently say that uh, it's not not funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right. Or as we discussed earlier, it's all right. Yeah. It's a Rousing endorsement. <laughs> no, it's pretty funny. Jelly, Rousing. if if you know Jelly, those fans of the show, then it's Jelly doing what Jelly does. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's delightful. So check it out. It's worth it. <laughs> and if you don't know Jelly, well, check it out. Get to know me. Yeah. Jelly hates it, you'll probably like it. If Jelly likes it, you'll probably hate it. Oh, I don't know. Nah. <laughs> We haven't gotten to the Stargate reviews yet. <laughs> oh. uh, just so you know, jelly should not be confused with molasses. That's very different. <laughs> I think that's important. Yes. Uh, that's his uncle. One is a preserve. <laughs> molasses Biggins is his brother. <laughs> I, see the, I can see the He's hat now. He's been in prison now. for like 15 years. Yeah, it was a messy. That is 52-year-old uncle? Yeah. 52 years in prison. That's yeah. a lot of butt strains. He did. <laughs> 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 What's your butt strange? Write to us. Comments at OnlyCouchShow.com. <laughs> Big thank you to the 80s kids. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thanks, you guys. Yes. So uh, catch them at first Friday. And once again, the website. Yeah, you can find us on the internet. Uh, our Twitter is at 80s kids. Uh, Facebook, it's the 80s kids. Website is the80skids.com, and uh, yeah, we're on the interwebs. And, and we're, uh, we're, of course, going to link this on this episode of the program, so if you forget, just go to the uh, Ugly Couch Show website and click Do you have a there. separate site for your uh, framing stuff? Yes, uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, it's uh, at uh, Aaron, Aaron's Art Kills, and uh, the Facebook is Facebook, uh, Facebook.com. What is Aaron's Art Kills? Aaron's Art Kills is Dashes? my own art. <laughs> no, no, it's just Aaron's Art Kills. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's my own art, and I also have like pictures of the custom frames up there. And uh, the Facebook for the custom framing site is uh, facebook.com slash atron framing. 
It's a A T R O N framing. It's something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, we liked it on the '80s Kids page, so you can. Yeah, we'll get yeah, the links up. There'll be links up. Yeah, there'll be yeah. links up, links up yeah. here. You'll find it. Yeah, we'll all link each other. And I love worm play. You guys. Play, play some worm. It'll be a good. Time. After we link, we can play some worm. It's <laughs> a new worm. You know, virtual worm is surprisingly fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little less painful. But yeah, yeah. we'll be uh, we'll be at first Friday uh, on Friday with Albert Montoya and Juan Yunez. We'll be releasing our collaboration. The after parties at Insert Coins starting at about eleven. Uh, you'll know you're at the right place because our art will be on the screens and the flyer will be up and it'll be a good old time. Good old time. I'm going to try and get down there. Yeah, and seriously, if you've never been to First Friday, go. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it worth seeing. It's huge it now, too. It is huge. Yeah. I mean, you could go, you could spend the night just on the streets looking at the booths, but it, it expands. I mean, like you guys said yeah, earlier. Yeah, check out the museums. Yeah, the museums. The there's houses. Yeah, there's yeah. the galleries around. It's seriously a fun time. Live bands, food trucks, it's art. A food truck area. Get your food yeah. truck on. Mm-hmm. I love food trucks. Food yeah, trucks, I do, too. The food trucks actually go down to about Theater 7, so... Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. from Theater 7 all the way up to Charleston. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good four or five blocks north-south and two, three of blocks culture. west. Of yeah. culture. Just, yeah, of culture. Yeah, kind of. Of the city. Just, so culture. Yeah, the city just puking out of culture. There was a culture hole. Just diarying it all over the yep. place. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll be at First Friday. We'll see you guys there. diarrhea of culture, folks. Yeah. Art needs to be puked out sometimes. It does. You're right. Yeah, it does. Violently ejected. Yes. Like a young bulimic teen. Art needs to be just puked out. Oh, and there's so many young bulimic teens down there. When you go to First Friday... If that's not an endorsement of First Friday, I don't know what. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. You'll find a good. You'll find good uh, people for your worm team. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah, exactly. candidates for your worm. We're gonna start up a worm league. Yeah, worm league. Let's start a worm league. Let's start that. yeah, it'll be on the website. Uh, if you want to pro. sign up for the intramural worm league, just let us know. Intramural. <laughs> <laughs> Send an application oh, with your man. girth size. Uh, we need to know what size uh, sleeping bags you need. We're dealing with, you know? Yeah. Bring so. your own Legos. <laughs> and come see Wins a Lot tomorrow, Wednesday, yes. the 30th, 2 o'clock at the Palms. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Just Michael. Captain well, Luddite. I'm for you to actually jump in there. And the 80s kids, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Whee. I'm oh, Captain yeah. Luddite. Oh, boy. <laughs> But strange. But strange. But strange. <laughs> so next year for Halloween, I'm going to just get a uh, sleeping bag. And just go to the <laughs> Hop around it. downtown. I think you next know, year for Halloween, I'm as a one-off a kind of funny, fun thing, it'd be really fun to do Worm like on stage live. Yeah, like you a enjoy mass that. game of Worm. Everybody actually knows how to play it. Can I be the thrower? I'll gladly just throw shit at you. I don't think... I think I'd have to change it to make it more where it's like just B-Y-O-S-B, bring your own sleeping bag, and then everybody just dons the worm, and then just lights out, and everybody just wrestles the worm. Wrestles in the worm. Yeah. yeah. I go, you just say wrestle. You say wrestle. Yeah. Good old-fashioned grab-ass wrestling. I'm not going to the green door for you, Promoted as some uh, worm wrestling. Wow. That's incredible. That, that was awesome. Oh, that's going to end. That's right, John Davidson. <laughs> Would you please don your worm? Gentlemen, start your sleeping bags. <laughs> and Christopher Lee will come out. Did you start without me? Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Lee. This game ends when I say it ends. I will need help with my zipper. <laughs> Both of them. Once more with feeling the littlest worm I am.
was stuck inside my soda straw.